Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical, and I would like to say what's the word, everyone, and like to give a shout out to everyone that's been looking out for me and giving support and showing support and making me last by giving listener support to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And also lending me your ears. I really do appreciate that. And uh, for those who haven't been uh, making me last by giving listener support to the podcast all you can do is give 99 cents a month i mean it's just candy bar one candy bar a month you're just giving to me so i can go ahead and stay on and keep things keep things moving couldn't even get it out and uh today we will be reviewing Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I'm my bad. That's that's for those who uh listen to Mary J. Blige not gonna cry. Uh when she said uh I was your secretary. <laughs> so anyway, uh that that's that's a terrible Mary J. Blige joke. So yes, we will be reviewing Pet Cemetery. No, I would rather say it like Mary J. Blige. Pet Cemetery. So anyway. Um, this, uh, actually was a novel that was written by Stephen King in 1983. And also there was a movie that was made in 1989. Now this is a remake of the 1989 film. And so just to give you a log line, it's about a family who moves into a new house on a mystic land after losing a child in death. An impatient father buries his child in a sacred pet cemetery. That's the rumor that's rumored to bring the dead back to life. And the director of this film, you have Kevin Kolsch, Kevin Kolsch. He directed Scream, the TV series. He directed two episodes for the TV series, the TV series. And he also directed Holidays. He directed uh, the Valentine's Day portion of Holidays. And you have Dennis Widmeyer. He directed Starry Eyes, and he's going to direct the new Mama 2 that should be coming out pretty soon. And the writers of this film, of course, Stephen King wrote the novel. But you have Matt Greenberg, who wrote Reign of Fire, Halloween H20, and 1408. And just to kind of give you a heads up, the idea for this film, if uh, for those who've seen the original where it's a lot about the trucks and kids getting hit by trucks and pets getting hit by trucks. The whole idea actually came from Stephen King because his son almost got hit by well, 18 wheeler. So that's where the idea did come from. Uh, but just, just to give you some of the characters of the film, you have Lewis Creed played by Jason Clark. He was in Zero Dark 30 and also Mudbound along with Mary J. Blige. And she wasn't a secretary. So anyway, you have Rachel played by Amy Seismitz. She played in Your Next and Upstream Color. You have Judd Crandall played by John Lithgow. He was in Third Rock from the Sun and Dexter. Uh, if you remember Dexter, he was actually the best villain. He played Arthur Mitchell and he was like Dexter's best villain in the film. I mean, it was very uh, uh, 
touching story, if you were for all those Dexter fans out there. And you have Ellie, played by uh, Jate Lawrence. She was in The Snowman, Jessica Jones, and The Americans. And you have Victor Pascal, played by Absa, yes, Absa Ahmed. He was in The Expanse and Shoot the Messenger. And uh, it was just some things I did notice about the film. Uh, one was the acting. It was pretty good acting, pretty cool acting, uh, especially from Amy uh, Seismitz. Uh, she played Rachel, as I mentioned before. Her story, uh, her story was good. I, I did enjoy her story. It gave. It was an uncomfortable. Um, it was an uncomfortable storyline. It did give you a chill factor when watching her story. I felt like. That was the most scariest parts of the movie was Rachel's part of the story. And for those who remember the original, when she's dealing with her sister and all of that stuff. So, yeah, so I I did uh, dig Rachel's storyline. Jate Lawrence played Ellie and she had a earring. She gave she gave a a eerie feeling uh, from her story as well. You also had the writing uh, well, actually, the writing I felt hurt Jason Clark's Lewis. Or the the character was Lewis because of the terrible decision making. I really wasn't feeling the the decision making. I know like his face was getting pale and it was showing that something was wrong with him. But still, he was making dumb decisions before I guess the curse was taking in or whatever the case, you know. So it was it was very strange, man. Like the story, it I don't know because like. If you're going off of the original, uh, the book, because the book uh, talked about the Wendigo. Um, it went into the Wendigo and the curse of the Wendigo and things of that nature. They just did like just did Easter eggs in the original film and also this one where you hear like the growling of the Wendigo in the background, especially when they went past the I guess the dam the uh the dam that's separating the pet cemetery from the cemetery which people come back from so i don't know i just really wasn't you know i I just you know i i don't know i I just rather hear more about the wendigo and a lot of people expected this film to go into the wendigo but it didn't so i don't know uh, what I did like about this story, well, excuse me, yeah, what I didn't like, excuse me, what I didn't like about this story, it's been told before, and it was nothing new, I mean, they tried to change some things up, you know, like the relationship between, um, relationship between, uh, Lois, Lewis, Lewis Creed, and also Judd Crandall, because in the original story, Judge Crandall and Lewis Creed were pretty good friends. In this story, Lewis wasn't too accepting of Judd as much as he did, you know, in the first story. So, you know, uh, you know, so that wasn't really a big deal. It was just, I mean, they tried to change the story up, but, you know, it's, it's been told before. It felt a little stale. They did have options like they try to come with options uh like that was an option to be not for um lewis and um judd to i don't know 
to interact as, as often with one another or for Lewis to be as trusting of Judd as much, you know, I guess to give it a different dynamic. So, yeah, so, but it did have different combinations. I, I call the story uh, either story combination or death combinations. Uh, basically, those are combinations or a series of events that are combined to throw the audience off. Kind of like the Final Destination, you know, how in Final, but not as, you know, just like Final Destination, but I guess the similar thing I can put is like in Final Destination, you know, it's just not like a rope will snap and then something will just drop on the person. It's always like something that leads to something else that leads to something else that leads for the rope to snap for the, you know, the piano to drop on the person. You know what I mean? So it's not just a straightforward uh death or a straightforward action it's something that leads to something that leads to something that leads to something then finally it leads to the action so it was a lot of that to kind of throw off people who have seen the uh the original uh pet cemetery <laughs> so yeah so it you know so it, it it's you know it is what it is uh there was also a dam that I mentioned earlier that separated the uh, pet cemetery from the cemetery in which people come back to life uh, oh, I'm sorry uh, maybe a little spoiler alert on this one there's no way there's no way again a spoiler alert there's no way there's no way a little girl can drag somebody over a 10 foot dam of sticks like just a dam made out of sticks there's no way there's no way and you have to climb up it and and it it, it was just weird man you know like it was just a lot of things i'm starting to wonder was the original good i thought the original was good when i was a kid but it's a lot of things that just stupid (laughs) you know what i mean there's a lot of things that just don't make sense i'll get back to that later um the other thing if you remake a film, it should be on par or better than the original. This one wasn't. The acting was better. The acting was definitely better than the original. Like, a lot of the acting in the original was stiff, you know, but this one was better acting-wise, but story-wise, it wasn't. Even though they both, both stories are, it's kind of weird. Um, so anyway, you have uh, Lewis's character was stupid, or he was, or he was written stupidly. Um, he just ignored too many signs. I mean, just common sense signs. I mean, especially to, for those who have seen the original uh, Pet Cemetery. I mean, just just common signs. All right, you find the the cat dead. All right, you bury the cat. Okay, cool. The cat comes back. All right, the cat is like scratching everybody and is angry. So you're going to be like, oh, well, you know, hey, you know, what about this cat that's going around, you know, you know, just scratching people, you know, like, nah, what are you doing, man? Get rid of the cat, throw the cat in the furnace, do something. I don't know. You know, like, like he, 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 t- he took too long to do something. That, that's my thing. He just, <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't frustrating stupidity, but when you think back on it, it was kind of like, eh. This kind of this movie was kind of stupid. <laughs> it's just too, it's just too many stupid things that happen in it, you know. And especially from Lewis's character. Lewis's character was stupid. Uh, also, Victor Pascal's story didn't really make sense on why he was there and his connection to the pet cemetery. Maybe you have to read the book to get that information. 
you know it, he had a connection to pet cemetery but he wasn't buried in the pet cemetery it was just weird it was just weird i don't know uh the cat was disappointing i really like looked at that cat and was like man this cat looks like it doesn't play like when i would see the the poster you know i had the picture on my facebook page you know people were like what the hell was up with this cat you know and i was just like yo like this cat looks like riffraff from you know garf not garfield Heathcliff. yeah this little cat looks like riffraff from Heathcliff. you know what i mean like tough and rugged you know i can't wait to watch this movie and see what he does he did absolutely nothing that was disappointing um too many unexplained storylines but let's go into what i did like now i did like the jump scares the jump scares were on point now the movie was scary i'm just not gonna you know make it just be like it was just a trash movie it wasn't a trash movie but it was a lot of things that just didn't make sense but the jump scares were on point it was it was solid jump scares for me it was good suspenseful moments especially with rachel i think rachel's story was more the entertaining story like i would rather know about rachel and her sister and the haunting you know going through the haunting of rachel and her sister you know what i mean like like that 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 story was pretty cool um the story as i mentioned before isn't better than the original but this story may and it can produce a better sequel especially how it ended and i'm not going to go into how it ended but it 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 wasn't the same ending as the original i'll put it that much and plus you can't do that you can't give it the same ending even though you can't top the original ending even though that original ending was so gross uh ellie was creepy and had scary moments uh she also had a little funny you know, like small funny moments or whatever the case but her her, her moments were creepy it was creepy uh would i compare her to gauge hmm i don't know and the only reason why i'm saying ellie um i'm because you know like at first most people are like well you know that, that would be considered a spoiler but no nah, they, they they showed ellie in the trailer like you know it wasn't gauge that's you know well you didn't think yet you know you don't know what's what's what what gauge plays in this film what what role he plays in this film but you know ellie is one is the actual you know killer or the supposed killer so they did show that in the trailer um but back to ellie like oh was ellie engaged i like gauge as a killer better he was like chucky <laughs> you know in the original and the stuff he was doing oh I mean, he was doing some dumb stuff too didn't he like hang his mother from a from an attic door like drop his mother from an attic door like, how the hell did he get his mother like this is like a five-year-old kid not even five like he was like three He's like a three-year-old kid like you know what he <laughs> hung his mother in the attic and dropped her from the attic like jason you know what i mean i remember jason like part one and two what he used to do or part two and three he used to do he used to um drop somebody from the attic you know and scare the hell out of somebody so you know like that's what gage was doing and you know he had that weird voice not fair not fair you know when he when he got killed then you know first i play with mommy now i'm gonna play with you you know like that 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 was it had some good quotes um ellie didn't really have any good quotes ellie was just kind of you know and that's the thing when you're doing a remake you don't want to fall under the bar because it really shows because you're going to make comparisons to the original 
and I know it's hard and I'm, I'm not going to sit up here in front like that's the easy thing to do um I don't know Pet Cemetery should have been a should it should have been a a, a TV show and with the new family uh Dave Picot we talked about that and he was like he saw it too and he was like yeah you know he would have would have appreciated it um where um shoot i lost my train of thought i forgot what dave people was saying my bad dave shout out to you dave as i as i try to gain my uh thoughts back but until then uh gauge and actually gauge looked just like the original gauge and dave people said that too he said that gauge looked like the original gauge and that was interesting because you know it was very interesting you know it because he even uh, dave people even said that uh gauge looked like he can be gauge's son which the original gauge actually played on a new nightmare i knew that little kid looked familiar he was the little kid on new nightmare and it's a tie-in with the actress who plays nancy married the guy who did the um the makeup uh uh in the first uh pet cemetery uh, she did the makeup for Victor Pascal because in the original Pet Cemetery, Victor Pascal was hit by a car and his head was kind of split open. You could see his brain on the side or whatever. So Nancy ended up marrying, well, you know, the actress, I can't think of her name right now, but the actress that played Nancy ended up marrying marrying uh, uh, the makeup artist from the original Pet Cemetery. And then when they did a new nightmare, which who had Nancy starring in the movie, got the original kid that played gauge the play nancy's son isn't that isn't that a beautiful beautiful circle which is interesting but anyway i still didn't think about what dave p Cope said i got off subject but anyway um it was some questions that i did have walking out of the movie yeah i had i had many questions actually and some movies you know it's okay like like the alfred hitchcock where it's okay to walk out of you know walk out of a movie with questions you know what i mean it doesn't have to uh give you everything you know um another movie uh jordan peele he's like that like he'll have some questions that you may leave walking out of the theater but those are good questions you know like mysterious questions you know that's why you know i do appreciate with alfred hitchcock and uh uh jordan peele those type of questions you know even even in the um uh i forgot the name of the series right now but anyway i'm gonna keep moving but yeah so i did have some questions like i didn't understand why bring a loved one back after being embalmed you know i I think that'll just be messed up you know to to bring somebody back after they're embalmed you know they don't they got their organs taken out and and you're gonna bring somebody back to that like that just that's just self that's just selfish you know what I'm saying? I don't understand that. Like that that part, you know, is weird to me. And you know, why are people still living in an area where they know the dead can come back? Like that's weird. Like I don't understand that. That that is so weird to me. You know, and also how were people that were that are like the walking dead thinking and speaking without a brain? That's what happened in this movie. I don't I didn't get that. I was like, "Wow, she can speak." And she can think like she actually thought about something like hey the last thing i remembered was i'm like chick you don't even have a brain what the, what the hell is going on like you know like you know i had to think of I'm like damn was was 
was uh, Pet Cemetery really good? <laughs> like, this, this stuff is just so weird. But, I mean, Stephen King, you know, it's a Stephen King story. And Stephen King does have a lot of weirdness in his movies. Or, or not in his movies, in his stories. But mainly, it's, 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 it's translated weird. I should say that. Because there's a lot going on in his stories that are explained. They just don't put it in the movies. And it's like big gapping gaping holes that you know you just have like tons of questions about you know you know and and also and i was thinking like you know why are good neighbors allowing other neighbors to bury their pets in a cemetery where the pet comes back feral or demonic like i don't get that like i don't get like you're saying oh you know let me let me tell old Josh over here to come over here and uh, bury his pet in here. I do like Josh and I do like his daughter. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, have Josh bury his cat right over here in this cemetery. You know what I mean? Cemetery. So anyway, so I'm like, all right, you know. And then, then oh, you know, I don't know what I was thinking, Josh, for letting you bury your cat in this cemetery. Because when I was a kid, you know, I used to have a dog named Skittles. And Skittles, we buried in that cemetery as well. And Skittles came back and tried to bite my arm off. So, you know, I don't know why I told you to bury your cat in that cemetery. I'm just hoping that things will be a little different. Like, you wouldn't play with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, people learn by mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's not going to keep touching a hot stove unless you're stupid. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, you had stuff like that. Also, I guess my last question was, how was the mysticism only with this family like i didn't get that like i didn't understand like why this family is the only one experiencing you know the weirdness now the neighbor yeah okay cool but i mean i don't know it was just weird it, it, when you think about it it's just weird and then when you rewatch <laughs> the original pet cemetery the, the acting is bad you you know i thought i thought pet cemetery was a dope movie but then I don't know is it a dope movie you know what I mean because it's a lot of weird stuff that goes on but like like this movie like it has so much dope scares jump scares you know what I mean it had suspense thriller uh thriller energy like you really felt that vibe man and that's what kept it alive and that's what made me walk out of the movie theater like this wasn't that bad but then you think about the stuff that just happened in the movie you know, like, like, I don't know, just, just Victor Pascal, and, and that's another thing, Victor Pascal reminded me of P. Diddy, like, a lot of times when they showed him with his face ripped off, it like P. Diddy with his face ripped off, so, for those who haven't seen it yet, or for those who are going to see it again, just when you see Victor Pascal, that's the guy that, like, like, half his head is, you know, whatever, like, if you've seen the original, half his head is kind of ripped off, just think of P. Diddy the whole time, just think of P. Diddy, just like, what if that was P. Diddy, so anyway, yeah, so what would i compare this film to i would compare this film to resident evil 4 the video game night of the living dead and children of the corn that's what i would compare this movie to uh i mean it's kind of hard it's a very original story it's a very original story i don't think it bit off of anything maybe just certain i like the original movie probably did like i think certain parts they bit off of like frankenstein or something like that when he set the house on fire because he was a monster or whatever but it was i don't think it was he bit off frankenstein i think it was paying homage to frankenstein because it was you know one of the pioneers of horror so you know when stephen king wrote the script for the original and had that part in there and you know with the fire or even even in the book he might have you know when you you know wrote the book 
you know i i don't know i don't i didn't read the book fully you know what i mean so i don't know if that part's in there i'm pretty sure that part is in there but in the movie i know he wrote the script for it and that fire scene you know was a homage to the frankenstein scene where they where he went to the tower and he set the house on fire you know and if you think about it freddy krueger was like that too you know him being trapped in the house the monster and he set the you know the the his work shed on fire all you know i it just hit me that that was paying homage to frankenstein so yeah so what do i give this film i give this film wait till after these messages thank you for waiting after the messages so what i'm going to give this film i give this film six and a half strokes of a dead person's matted hair that's right the tough pull of the matted hair just getting that comb and just pulling and when you're hearing that deep scrape and that kinkiness in the hair that's getting caught in the comb as you're trying to pull it and you can feel the hair being ripped out of the scalp of this dead person and you just hear it scraping and it's like six and a half of those scrapings and you could just feel like the hair just pulling as you pull the hair in this of the comb six and a half of those yes so i give it six and a half strokes of a dead person's matted hair and yeah i i, I was yeah, it's a little disappointing uh because the original had plenty of flaws to correct or they could have went a different route actually in this one they could have went the wendigo route you know and we would have gotten a chance to understand from the other aspect but they just they just gave us the the easter egg that you hear the the growling in the pet cemetery so yeah so yeah that's what i give it six and a half strokes of a dead person's matted hair and make me last by giving listeners support for the podcast continue to make me last by giving listeners support for the podcast and continue to listen to me go on about these films and giving my best thoughts on these films and reviews that's on these films all right all right so i appreciate you for taking the time out and checking me out all right all right one Thank you.